I am Astara. And I'm Orion. And we are Illuminating, Illuminating Hearts. Hearts. Welcome to Bloop, a podcast capturing the sound of imagination. Join us in conversation with many beautiful collaborators on their daily journey. Dropping the pebble of the mind into the pond of the heart. Bloop. Astara. And I'm Orion. And we're Illuminating Hearts. And this is Bloop, a wonderful podcast that we do each month to bring great conversation to you on some interesting topics. We find ourselves having deep discussions, uh, even more so now um, that we spend our time walking. Uh, we spend some time having walk and talks during the day as we take Brown Dog out and about. And so for this episode of Bloop, we thought we would have a conversation about channeling and what that is. And we're entitling it, Change the Channel. It's also a play on words because not only are we as humans, maybe the best way to describe it is a poet or a songwriter, somebody that's painting, that's doing a creative project, an artist. What they're doing oftentimes when you ask, where did that come from? They might say, I'm not sure, it just, it just arrived, this idea, this creation, this song, this poem that wanted to come out in the world. So we believe that we're all channels in a way, but also think of it like that radio we were just playing or a TV, that there's maybe some of us only play a certain number of channels in our life, and the idea is that we want to be able to pick up more channels and see more possibilities and have maybe cleaner perception. Hmm. I can remember as a youth, um, I would get these flashes or these thoughts that would come through. And I thought, what was that? And where did that come from? And oh, am I crazy? Surely I must be crazy. Or there's a voice. And it wasn't until I met Astara to where she gave me permission. And I told her about what I was experiencing. That she said, oh, you're clairsentient or clairvoyant or clairaudient, all the clairs, um, that I was able to begin to explore my channel, my connection, what station am I dialed into? Once I practice more meditation and more conversation and having more quiet time to explore what was coming through my heart, I was able to understand better what being tuned in was all about. What was I listening for? How was I listening to it? How much of it was my ego? And how much was the messaging? pretty powerful. Would you say that in your experience in the last years of doing Illuminating Hearts and giving more of your, your full body, mind, spirit to this sound healing and energy work and all the stuff we do in Illuminating Hearts, would you say that that got heightened or? Yeah, it turned to 11, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, right in the middle of things, you just get, I'd get these visions that would come through, whatever. Maybe we were having a conversation with a, uh, a guest at the house 
who is getting some heart effect work or, you know, you were telling me about something or maybe I just awoke and from a deep sleep or a nap and there it was. There was some type of message or idea. Um, and I'm still practicing to tune in to those stations. Um, how about you? For me, it's been really an interesting journey. About almost a decade ago, I began to get more involved in a deeper journey with shamanism and started to hear about different definitions and approaches. This is a Western understanding of shamanism. A lot of my teachers had been anthropologists and had gone around the world and gone to other cultures and had picked up patterns and teachings. And what I realized as I was going to workshop after workshop, I thought, man, that explains everything. You know, this idea that there's a journey, that there's a dream time, that um, there's different aspects of us that are coming, talking to us and taking different shapes, maybe as animals or uh, as teachers, things that our psyche would understand. And I'd had such interesting dreams and such interesting visions way before I got trained to understand what they were that I knew that I was always getting some kind of messaging, you know, even in my wildest dreams, literally. But as we started to do Illuminating Hearts and I went from architecture and engineering as my day job to this as my day job, it started to go to 11 for me too. And even most recently really took me to another level of getting this feeling that not only was I receiving guidance from my expanded self, but from this idea of wisdom inside of other souls and beings that are not incarnated that have messages for me to give to others in my, in my uh, perimeter. <laughs> what about doubt? Do you ever doubt yourself? Absolutely. And it's, it's one of the interesting things about the mind is its job is to protect us. I mean, if you think about what a, a mind does most of the day is in analysis, it's in understanding and discerning and making decisions and choices that are going to lead to safety and well-being for us, whether it's individually or the family or, you know, all of us have different kind of motivators. But generally, it's about safety and security for the mind. And because the mind is so well trained in our culture, and we encourage that sort of thing, it has gotten to the point where the mind can send messages that may not be that kind of higher intuitive guidance, but it sounds just like a voice in your head. And so there's often times when I think, is this the voice that is truly that higher source connected energy that's coming through with great project ideas and creativity and divine knowing? Or is this just my inner judge? Hmm. How do you discern ego? I think for me, a great rule of thumb, and it's super, super simple, and I hope it helps those that are listening, and it's definitely something that I take, is if the voice is divisive, um, mean, harsh, critical, um, doing that process of reduction that's not necessarily a simplifying thing, but more reducing things down to maybe what would feel shameful or um, some of our more base thoughts as doubt and fear. 
if that voice is disempowering me, it's not my inner, deeper, wise knowing. It's not coming from that aspect of me that's coherent and loving and true. It's coming from a place in me that's trying to protect me. Mm. And so that's my discernment is, is it leading me towards empowerment or disempowerment? Mm. Mine always comes with a tingle. Yeah? Yeah. Or tears come to my eyes as I'm speaking. Or sometimes when you when you say, oh, you know, you were talking about this thing. What did you say? And I don't even remember what I said. Or maybe I'm having a conversation with, um, with someone and they're asking for advice. And I don't even remember the advice that I've given or what I'd said. And it was literally like five seconds ago. So... That's how I can usually tell that something has come through me, that my higher self is connected, and I've opened my heart. Um, usually when I've had times sharing during the refuge recovery, which was uh, is a Zen-based um, uh, recovery group for addiction, and if um, tears come to my eyes and I'm just stuff's coming out, I actually feel like I'm watching myself have that conversation or watching myself talk. And I think that's where meditation for me has been a great practice because in meditation, I just watch what comes up. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I've learned to discern what is coming through me as a channel, as opposed to what I'm creating. Am I creating this feeling out of ego or necessity to solve some type of attachment? Um, Yeah, that's it for me. What are some of the ways that you use just in a daily way to help you? I mean, you kind of mentioned it, but just to clarify, to help you get into that heart space where it can feel like a tingle or tears to your eyes or like, how do you notice what gets you there to that channeled space and that heart space? Hmm. I have to decide to be there. Hmm. And that starts first thing in the morning. And it's a decision to how I'm going to approach the day. How am I going to be born into today? Am I going to be born in today with an open heart um, and an open mind? Or am I going to already be withdrawn? I can tell, you know, when you open your eyes in the morning, your already brain's going, even before you open your eyes, you know it's going to be a challenging day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a day full of practice. How about you? I think... One of the reasons I teach Energy Codes work and also the different teachers that I've been drawn to over the years, uh, Dr. Sue Mortar is the Energy Codes, but there's also um, just so many that have a similar approach. There's many wisdom traditions, and I've been attracted to all of them. I've, I've probably over the past two to three decades just been like a sponge absorbing how much I can. And being a dancer, being in my body has been one of the routes as me, a human coming into the planet at this time, has been to get to know energy. And that kinesthetic embodied thing for me is the way to get there. Meditation definitely is a piece of it. And it's that spaciousness in meditation where we just become the observer. We're participating, but we're also not just so participating that we can't have some observation of ourself, like looking into a mirror, yet there's no mirror anywhere. But that ability to sort of step outside of ourselves and observe our own behavior, 
So that combined, you know, a little bit of working with the body and working with this idea of breath and using some of the tools that I know to get blood and flow of spinal fluid and the piezoelectric nature of the body to activate some of the higher mind centers combined with meditative breath presence has been the golden key mm. to open up an even wider channel farther along in my expression of it. Yeah. Would you say that it's evolved um, with as, as you level up in years? Yes, unabashedly, absolutely, with clarity, total evolution, and it's gonna evolve more. I'm not done, I'll never be done. That's why I'm on this planet is to learn about this amongst all the wonderful things that I get to learn here as a human. And part of that channel is that discernment about that wonderful question you had earlier, like how do you handle doubt and how do you know which voice is real? And that's something I work with my coaching clients a lot and a lot of my privates and it's something that's come up with us when we do our joint privates and you know it is such an important in valid and present question is how do we know the difference between the inner critic the inner judge the inner naysayer and that aspect of us that's the knowing with a capital K it's practice right it is it's practice. practice and we we heard this analogy and we really enjoyed it and you might be asking yourself, can I channel? Well, the answer is yes. And the same question can be applied to, can you play the piano? And the answer is yes. Everyone can play the piano, but most of us are just happy with being able to play chopsticks or being able to press on two notes or three notes. But some of us want to learn how to play the piano and understand the piano and actually create through the piano and absorb what the piano has to tell you. So we explore it and we practice every day. Any instrument for that matter, the gong, the uh, guitar, or just even your practices, yoga, drum, meditating, you know, Dance. all of it. Singing. So anything you try for the first time is difficult. And um, that is a story that I come to tell with the didgeridoo. People would say, is that difficult to learn how to play the didgeridoo? And my response over time has become, yes, anything that I've done for the first time was difficult. Relationship for the first time is difficult for relationship in this capacity. Being um, in a stay-at-home situation or staying indoors is difficult, but it takes practice and it gets a little bit easier every day. You know, the aspect of channeling that I find really interesting is when we look at our world right now, you and I talk about this a lot, and I, I think there's a lot of outer referral. It's this idea of the authorities out there, the truth is out there, you know, the data is out there, uh, the research is out there, the scientific method is out there, this sort of left-brained important aspect of being human, which is that foundation of can you show it, can you touch it, can you taste it, can you prove it? The sensorial, materialistic, like, okay, how do we prove this thing? So there is, for me, the beauty of channeling 
the beauty of getting to understand how to get into that sweet spot inside of our heart so that we can receive all those different radio channels and not have any judgment about them, but understand the differences between them, that for me, channeling is about coming home to source. You know, mm. it's about this idea of you could go and see four gurus or, you know, let's say you had a profession that you wanted to transition to and you go and mentor with five different experts in that field and you'd say, how do you do it? And how do you do it? And how do you do it? But at the end of the day, you're going to do it the way you do it. Yeah. And so, you know, do you see that too, that the, the merit of when we do kind of embrace our own channel, whether we think of ourselves as channeling through our art, through our work, you know, um, psychics, mediums, people who are literally channeling like Paul Selig and, um, you know, Esther Hicks and the others that are bringing down information from non-incarnates and bringing these divine messages from other planets. You know, it's about getting to the source of themselves, not looking outside of themselves for the information, even if it's messages coming from mm. some other souls besides them. Do you, mm -hmm. do you see that? Oh, yeah. I had a hypnosis experience. And in that experience, I listened to myself. I watched myself have a conversation. And it was really amazing because my voice changed like five different times. <laughs> and really to sum it up, the message was to have faith, believe, don't struggle. And in that space, those lights just came on right behind me as that <laughs> happened. Wow, what timing. So, Exclamation point by the, you know, By technology. the universe. So um, understanding that struggling as part of the practice is sometimes we have to push up against those edges, but don't purposely struggle. And we create all kinds of impact, impasses for ourselves in the process. So as I'm starting to tap into my, my tuning in and my consciousness, I keep creating fallacy for myself and a belief structure. I'm continuing to tell myself a story that this is crazy. You can't do this. This is your ego talking rather than just practice getting out of my own way. And growing up, we always did something fun where you closed your left eye and you went channel one, channel two, channel one, channel two. Well, we'd heard from some shamans that if you literally just blink, you actually are shifting your channel and your perception. So there's a great tool for you to take with you today. You can put that one in your pocket, but just blink. Try blinking to change your perception. Take a deep breath in the middle of that blink. Hold your eyes closed for a little bit longer. Or try one of those MEOs that we taught you in, in a previous episode. Creating sound as you blink. But these are some things that I've been working on. Think of it as a great invitation from us to consider that you are a channel one way or another. The more that you can become conscious of it, the more that you can work with the tool and get to know what is it that I want to bring through into the world? Do I want to get aware of what that, that is and, and the choices that I make and what I allow and don't allow myself to see? And how many channels do I have open? And am I more tolerant or am I more narrow and judgmental? 
There's a lot of great things to ponder here. We invite you, if you don't like the channel you're on, change it. Maybe try the eye blink technique that Orion suggested. And just think of, in our next, we're going to talk about this some more in a podcast coming up, and just think, what are the things that I hear, that I see, that I sense, that are beyond what I know of as reality? And can I start to believe in them and trust in them and cultivate them and practice as if I'm sitting at the piano every day and getting to know how to play it? Yeah. Get quiet, still yourself, listen to some of your favorite tunes that bring you into a place of quietude. As Ram Das said, he was talking about changing the channel on your TV and he talked about the difference between basic and those of you can remember having three or four channels, and then we evolved to cable, and suddenly we can see more. But now we're of a generation, we have the internet, and all the information is open to you. So what channel are you going to focus on? Are you going to focus on the fear or the intensity of the world, or are you going to focus on practicing tuning in? To love and expansion, tolerance, compassion, and availability and adaptability. Mm. So find your channel, but until then, drop the pebble of the mind into the pond of the heart. Thank you for listening to Bloop. The Bloop podcast is located on Omaha land. Sound engineering by Tiny Space Productions. That's me. And music by Illuminating Hearts. That's, That's us. us. Your imagination is the currency of the heart. Building dreams into being. Listen to your heart. Dream. Build a wild new world with, with us. If you would like to watch the full video of this episode, subscribe to our Patreon online retreat center at patreon.com forward slash illuminating hearts. Tickle, tickle, tickle. Do it again. <laughs> Killing me, Smalls.